my, 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 Eric, you're looking good. Looking hale and hearty. I know. Do you have something you wish to say to me? Oh, there is something I wish to say to you, Pierce. Ah, and that comes. is, would you like Can't to wait. welcome the listeners ah. to a new episode of Podcast versus Podcast? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd love to do that. That's exactly what I was hoping you would say. Hello, listeners. Welcome. I'm Piers Ray. Apparently, just that. Nothing else. No, compl- not, no compliments to describe me with. And over there is Eric Ivanovich. It's me, looking good today, baby. Yeah, very hale and hearty. Hale and hearty, yes, Full indeed. of piss and vinegar. Let me ask you about this, Eric. Yeah. You know what? Let me actually just explain to people what the podcast is before I ask you this very not important question. This is Podcast versus Podcast. And me and Eric, we've been looking for a, a podcast of our own for a long time. We're the only white people without podcasts, <laughs> and it's, it's very lonely. We're the only white men without podcasts. That's true. Yeah. Well... I guess that's true. I feel like all the white women I know have podcasts as well. There's, yeah, there's still like a majority, like 80% of white women also have podcasts. Oh, thank goodness. Right. But there's still like a, but it's, it's 99% of white men. (laughs) Yeah. And we're the 1% that doesn't. And boy, oh boy, do the other whites let us know about it. (laughs) I gotta tell you. Anyways, point being, what we do is we come in here, we pitch podcast ideas with uh, Eric, myself, our special guest. No guests today. Nothing special at all about today's episode, except for if Eric wanted to notice anything. Oh, I mean, I'm looking fucking suave as hell. Damn it. Looking incredible. Forget it. Forget it. Just forget it. At the end of the episode, we vote. If we can agree on an idea, we abandon podcast versus podcast, and we start our own podcast. <sighs> Whatever it was we just agreed on. I don't know. Anyways, the question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Are you familiar with the expression full of beans? Full of beans? Like that, boy, you're full of beans today. No. Boy, they're really full of beans, aren't they? You know, I, that sounds like something the McElroy brothers would say. Really? Yeah. Well, that's sweet. That Okay, that's good. That's good. That ties it down as being a Canadian expression. Uh, uh, I mean, I, they're not Canadian. Aren't they? No. Well, I just lost all interest in them. <laughs> But they do say full of beans. They do say full of beans. Probably. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, it's an expression that was very common for me growing up. Right. Same what does with, it mean? It's the same thing as full of piss and vinegar. So like you're just full of energy. ready to fight? No, no, you're just full of energy. You're like amped up. You're excited. You're ready to fight as well. It could apply like it's got multiple uses. You can be full of different types of beans. Fighting <laughs> okay. beans. Jumping beans. Dancing beans. Okay. All right. You know those Mexican fighting beans? Yeah, Mexican fighting beans. I know all about them. Okay, good. Then I don't need to explain them to you, and I won't even bother. We're All right, Eric, 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 buddy, shut up. Okay, sorry. Let's pitch some podcasts, okay? Sure. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go forced. Forced? <laughs> I've got an idea today. Why don't you go forth and pitch your podcast first? All right. What are we looking for in a podcast? We're looking for something that's going to be popular. Something the nerds and those work bugs are going to get excited about. Ooh, the work bugs okay. will pop it on the radio on the way to work, and the nerds will pop it on while they play Morrowind 3 or whatever at home. <laughs> There's only one Morrowind. It's Elder Scrolls 3. My apologies. Elder Scrolls 3 subtitled Morrowind. Hey, my bad, dingus. <laughs> Forgive me. Point being, I think what we need to do is start latching on to things that are popular right now. Now, our friends over at Cave Goblin Network started doing that with One Piece. Right. Which has admittedly been popular for at least a decade. Yeah, like 20 years, I think. 20? I feel like. Jeez Louise. Okay, that's insane. I had no idea the show had been on that long. I know it was like a, it's a long-running manga. 
did not realize the show was on that long. I think the show's been on like almost as long as the manga has been. That is so cool. Now I really want to watch this show. Okay. Here's uh, what I'm thinking, though. What's hot? What's the hottest property in Hollywood right now? What's the property that no one can get enough of? Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. I was thinking Disney. Or I was thinking Marvel. Disney and Marvel. Right. Well, Sonic could easily cross over into that. But I think we can all admit the one thing that no one can stop talking about is that little blue hedgehog that likes to go fast. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I would disagree. Well, you'd be wrong. Okay, you'd be dead wrong. Okay, um, so what do you, you you're you're hoping to capitalize on Sonic? I'm hoping to capitalize on Sonic, and the way that I'm hoping to do that, and I recognize we can no longer do as much fan fiction type stuff as we'd like to because the property's been scooped up by someone with money, which means that if we tried to do a Sonic the Hedgehog podcast, we'd be run out of town, on a I rail, see. right? Tarred and feathered. Who scooped it up? whoever made the live action movie oh that's okay so you're saying like the live action movie is fan fiction so we'd be sort of like stepping on there i'm saying that they we... probably are keeping a tighter grip on the intellectual property oh i see than what yeah. previously happened yeah. when it was just a video game and also a tv show <laughs> a couple of tv shows and comics look the point being i don't want to get sued Okay, I see, I see. But I really want to capitalize on this. So what I would like for us to do is create a podcast. I call it Sornic Adventures. Yeah. And it is about the adventures of a group of animals that are similar to, but legally dissimilar from, Sonic and Pals. Okay. Cool? Yeah, I understand. This is essentially... This is essentially like when people would make like OCs of uh, of Sonic... Like based on Sonic, except the only difference is in those people's OCs, like in the early two thousands, where they would do like a sprite edit of Sonic. Right. They would exist in a world with Sonic, and Sonic would be their best friend. And we would also do- exist in this world. Oh, okay. So, so it is the exact same thing as like all right. The I mean, Sonic this, OC craze. Of- this podcast is is twofold. Okay. And I do know exactly what you're talking about. Because yeah. uh, when I was in, in the early 2000s, yeah, that was the age, the late 90s, early 2000s was when like, because I grew up in an internet ready household. Yeah. Because my family works in internet. Right. Or my dad does, I should say. So had it from a young age. And I remember being like, when, when I was first discovering fandoms for my favorite things, I was like, yeah. look at all this amazing art. Look at all this. Yeah. Art. This guy's got all the maps from Final Fantasy VII. This is crazy. Yeah. I, I love it. I could look at these all day. And then I was like panicking. I'm like, what if the internet fails at Y2K? What will I do with all these right. pictures of people's original Sonic fan art? So I had a huge stack of floppy drives in my room that I'd been basically saving the internet to. <laughs> Like downloading whole pages. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I got to back up in case something goes wrong. Uh, it, those were later thrown in the trash, I assume. Yeah. I have no idea what happened to them. That's a shame. Point being, I'm with you. And we yeah. are going to be characters in this show. So we're going to be like... It's going to be Sornak, Knock Knock, uh, Tulls. Okay. Are we going to be self-insert characters? Batgirl, the bat. Rude. Yeah, of course. No, Rogo. Did I guess say, it would be Rogo. It doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be that close. Just call her Batgirl. It's fine. Batgirl. We don't have to nail all of them. <laughs> Is she even a key character? <laughs> I gotta be honest. I'm not a huge fan of Sornic. 
Oh, what about... Uh, I'm only passingly familiar with the world. Cromulus the bunny. Oh, yeah, Cromulus is cool. And, of course, don't forget that villain. Uh, Dr. Pro- Robocop. Dr. Robocop. <laughs> He's dangerous. He's a doctor and a police officer. Um, What about Vectron the bee? Uh, I don't know. What I can't remember the is. alligator's name. I'm really upset right now. <laughs> I'm glad you know who all these people are. Actually, I think Vectron is the alligator. Great. Problem solved. Now who's the bee? I can't remember who the bee is, though. B-Man. I think the bee's a lady. Okay, fine. And B-Girl. B-Girl. Batgirl and B-Girl? The parts we couldn't recall. (laughs) Or you can just give them new names. Like, we can just match. We can make them similar more in their uh, character design Mm, for those two. What about Shando the Hedgehog? Oh, Shando the (laughs) anti-hero. I'm a huge fan of Shando. Just like Sonic. Sornic. But he uses guns. Well, and check this out. Instead of collecting rings, yeah, we just take a ring, we fill in the middle, boom, it's a coin. Who collects coins? Nobody. Or everybody. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So we would be like, we'd just be like writing fanfic of this or? Oh, no. We would be, I mean, we would have to write the scenes. Yeah. But it would be like a radio It would play. be a radio play. Sorn- yeah. Sornic and Friends. Mm. And... I mean, we'll make it until we make, I don't know, a couple mil. And uh, then we'll just abandon the project. We'll have to make it under fake names, obviously. I still don't want to get sued. But I think there's a lot of great stories uh, about, uh, I don't know. Sornick, Sornick and Knock Knock and his friends. They love to go fast. Yeah. What I I mean, if there's enough story there to make it a feature-length film, yeah, there's got to be enough story for a radio podcast drama. Maybe one episode, Sornick has to go rescue Armor the Hedgehog. Armor's been kidnapped. Oh, no. Not Armor. But then when he gets there, he realizes that she's already saved herself. She has this big fucking hammer, and she was, like, crushing Dr. Robocop's minions into flat pancakes. He learned a valuable lesson. Uh, I don't know what it is. No. We'll write one in later. (laughs) Honestly, it doesn't matter so much as long as you have a character at the end state what the lesson you were supposed to learn was. Yeah. Oh, wow you took care of those guys all on your own i was crazy for thinking you needed help and the moral of the story is always exercise i like to go fast it's important exercise that's why we ran all episode i ran all the way here (laughs) and so all the all the episodes would be like and uh, as a narration and so sornik ran and ran he ran until his heart almost gave out uh, he ran across a loop-to-loop. Well, he ran over a bridge. Okay, you could do that. Yeah. You could also do it with direct characters. Like, Sonic can run fast, but he's not going to be out of breath while Sornic, he's running. Sornic. Sornic. That's what I said. Yeah. Nobody heard Sonic. Nobody heard Sonic. It's Sornak. Right. Uh, yeah, but, like, he could be having a conversation as he's running. And we can build a soundscape, right, around him. So, like, as he's picking up these gold coins, I'm picturing they're making kind of like a noise, like a blink, like a ding. Right? And, like, so we're going to hear those. We're going to hear footsteps. We're going to hear, like, bushes mm. and wind and the sound of, uh, of I don't know, like, maybe a, 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 they'll, run, they'll be like, oh, we're running past a TV screen now. It's got Dr. Robocop's face on it. And you might hear, like, a little fading Dr. Robocop, like, as they run past. You'll never get me, Sornick. Sornick. That's what I said. Sornic! Sornic! I'm excited to see what Jim Carrey does with the character of uh, 
of Dr. Robotnik, who's in no way related to Dr. Robocop. Mm. Um, I'm not interested no? in seeing it, no. I like Jim Carrey. I think he'll do something interesting with it. Uh, I'm sure J- Jim Carrey is a good actor. Right. I oh, you're just not interested in the movie. I'm not going to watch the fucking movie. I'm no. not going to pay to watch it. I'm... <laughs> I don't know if you could pay me to watch it, <laughs> um, but which is weird because I'm seeing Detective Pikachu day one. Oh hell's yes! Do you want to go? <laughs> Can I come with? Let's do perhaps. It I don't know. I want to do a group thing for Detective Pikachu. Okay. Okay. Tight. Good. I'm extremely excited. Um, because I'm I'm fucking there for Detective Pikachu. But that movie looks amazing. What did? Sorry. The, that movie looks amazing. I don't know if it looks amazing, but it looks like a lot of fun. That is what an amazing movie is to me. I don't know if it's amazingly fun. Oh, I see. I see. I, 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 I have a feeling that um, it does seem like it's trying to like be a little bit too like gritty, real worldy to to really lean into like the fun of it. The fun of Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, not just the fun of Pokemon, but the fun of like, first oh. of all, there's like a there's like a rowdy, uncouth Pikachu right. who can talk and only to this one person yeah and it seems like um all the like all the pokemon references that i'm seeing in the trailer are like for the benefit of people who understand that pokemon's not real like it's like the the mr mime who uh who won't they're trying to get to talk but yeah he's a mime mime. talk um i i feel i don't know i'm i am excited for for it because it looks like silly but uh but uh, why does that nostalgia like grab me and not Sonic the Hedgehog? Um, because that movie has okay. Let's let I have first of all I haven't seen a Sonic trailer yet. Okay, so I haven't I'm, either. I'm withholding judgment as long as I can. But the Detective Pikachu trailer looks yeah. like a compelling, fun story. Yeah, like there's a okay. This kid's looking for. His dad. His he arrives. His dad's missing. He runs into another mystery. This talking Pikachu. Yeah. Who has one clue, which is this hat that led him to his dad's address. Oh, I didn't see this trailer. I saw a different trailer. Okay. You're, well, you're now spoiling the movie for me, I'm and I'm spoiling. upset. Well, then maybe you should stop. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> spoiling shit. I'm upset right now. All right. Well, get over it. See, I'm wiping tears from my eyes. Oh, for God's sakes! Look at you. The point is. Yeah. There's a there's a story. I, I I don't know. I think that like it looks like a fun adventure story. There's something there that makes me excited to see it beyond nostalgia. Yeah. Like yeah, it's like silly nostalgia, but it's a cool world, right? It's yeah. Like Pokemon functions on its own. It's basically our world, but everyone has amazing creatures and critters. Sonic is this crazy other planet yeah. with like. Well, I don't it depends even know. on what I... Sonic game you're playing, because sometimes it seems to be Earth. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. But in, like, the extended universe of Sonic, mm. they're on a different planet, right? Uh, or potentially Earth way in the future when animals have evolved to be sentient. I mean, it's just, it's different. It's different, different every time? <laughs> it's, it's, not, there's, it's very not inconsistent in its... Uh, very inconsistent in its in its lore and 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 world building that's extremely frustrating i do not care for that are you a new dm are you an experienced dm doesn't matter listen to dms of vancouver for great dming advice well i have a podcast to pitch to you all right lay it on to me now 
recently I uh, marathoned over the course of two days all six of the Alien films. I started with well, well. Prometheus, then Alien Covenant, then Alien, and then I went Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection. And um, I was excited to do it because mm-hmm. I had fond memories of the Alien uh, franchise. And okay. there was half of the films I had never seen before. Exciting. Um, and even when I was a kid, like I was just so taken by Alien. Uh, I remember watching the first Alien and being like captivated by it. I was too young to be watching a movie like that, but I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and my dad had a bunch of Alien comics. Like Dark Horse had a, a series of uh, Alien. Yeah, I comics. read. I read those as well. They're so cool. The They're one so in... good. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the the thing, oh. which also had a comic run. I have not read the that Aliens comics. It was it's okay. So they uh, Dark Horse had like um, comics that took place like in between Alien and Aliens, and then like in between Aliens and Alien Three, and they had comics that had like happened like at the same time as the movies, but all like uh, you're following a different character or something yeah but then they also had comic like once they ran out of stories like directly surrounding the movies they also had a bunch of comics that were um taking place like far in the future on different worlds there's different alien infestations that's cool um there was also that's where alien versus predator started was in the comics uh and the alien versus predator comics uh were dope if I remember correctly. So I was really excited about Alien, right? And I split my marathon up into uh, into two days, right? A Saturday, yeah. where I watched the movies directed by Ridley Scott. Nice. Um, and the next day, where I watched the uh, the James Cameron, David Fincher, and uh, the other guy. The guy who did uh, Amelie. Um, Gon- not Gondry. No. Oh, my God. Who did Amelie? He's a French guy. Yes. But I don't remember his name. Because all I know that he directed was Amelie and Alien Resurrection. And uh, the first day when I watched Prometheus, Covenant, and Alien, three just like amazing films capped off with like a true masterpiece. The first Alien is just such an incredible movie. And the next day, I sat down and watched six hours of like Aliens is okay. Like it's good. It's above average probably. Yes. But Alien 3 is an immediate, like, drop in quality. And Alien Resurrection is also bad. Right. Um, Jean-Pierre Junot. That's right. That's okay. correct. For the, the Amelie, director of Amelie. The Amelie guy. Which is still an amazing movie. Um, Amelie? Yeah. I'm not too crazy about it. It's def- definitely a lot better than Alien Resurrection. I love that story. <laughs> um, but uh, I was just thinking to myself this whole time. Why am I purposefully watching movies that I don't like? Like, I should be exclusively watching movies that I know I'm going to like already. True. Why did I put myself through? I already knew that Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection had bad reputations. Yeah. Did I think that I was going to like them or was I watching them for completeness sake? I assume completeness sake just so you could say I've seen the entire... (sighs) Yeah. I think I was lying to myself and thinking like, well... I bet I'm going to be the one who likes these movies. <laughs> Sometimes it happens, you know, but it didn't happen this time. So I'm proposing a movie, a uh, podcast, sorry, where we um, interview people who watched a movie out of uh, a sense of obligation. Yeah. 
and we try to change their mind and get them to never do that again and to only watch movies that they think they Wait, will like. But everyone's watched a movie out of a sense of obligation. Everyone's done it, but we need to stop doing it. I'm thinking, specifically I'm thinking of myself recently with these alien films. I'm also thinking of, um, I have a friend who uh, watches all the nominees for Best Picture, oh. which I did one year. You do not need to do that. Do not do it. Nobody needed to see Bohemian Rhapsody this year, okay? <laughs> Nobody. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. What a... I, I'm still so mad that it won so many awards. It's such a turd of a movie. Um, and I'm thinking of, like, the one year I did it, I was like, yeah, I want to be informed so I so I know, like, so I can, like, give my informed take on what should or shouldn't win this year. And I uh, sat through the, the entirety of American Sniper. What the Garbage. hell? What Why a, would you do that? What a pile of trash. So there's nothing in, like, even if it was a well-made movie, there's nothing in there that would appeal to you. It's no. a propaganda film. It's it's truly awful and terrible, that movie. Like, um, not only, uh, not only, like, ideologically, mm-hmm. but also just the way that it's, like, it's, it's similar to uh, The Hurt Locker. Yeah. Um, like thematically, but the Hurt Locker is so much better. Like American Sniper is a movie about a sniper and all the sniping scenes are boring and confusing and poorly directed. And there's a sniping scene in the Hurt Locker, which is tense, really like, oh my God, are they going to get out of this? What's going to, what's going to happen? Um, so maybe the first episode would be forget alien movies. Right. First episode is about me and American Sniper. Yeah. And we talk about my thought process going into and there were other movies I watched f- of course. for that year. Uh but American Sniper was by far the worst. That got a best picture nominee? Oh yeah, baby. You know what that movie reminds me of? What's that? Uh in um Quentin Tarantino's movie I am for some reason having a brain fart, can't remember the name. Uh Jews hunting Nazis in Germany. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Thank you, Inglorious yeah. Bastards. Uh, the movie that Goebbels puts together, <laughs> it, yeah, like, which is about a sniper in a German sniper at the top, like just shooting down American <laughs> after American after American, and everyone's like, yes, yes, and they're going, they're like applauding like crazy yeah. as he's doing it, like good, take them down. That's what American Sniper is. There's Basically. like parts in American Sniper where I think like, oh, that's interesting. Like there uh his squad is like going through um uh is is going through a town in Iraq and uh they barge into someone's house and the guy's like, "Please, you know, uh, I'll, you sit sit for dinner with me and my family." And everyone's like, "Yeah, okay, that sounds good." And the American Sniper is like, Oh my God, he's he's trying to trick us. There's terrorists hiding here, but he slowly comes to realize, like, oh no, this guy's this is just a person yeah. caught in a war. And I was like, oh, interesting. Is this movie gonna have something to say? But and then he's trap? like, he flips over the table. <laughs> There's a cache of weapons underneath. <laughs> he was right the whole time. <laughs> so the lesson there is. <laughs> Trust no one. <laughs> the, the lesson there is you can't trust these people. These people are animals. That's why we're here. Watch He's constantly Sniper. calling them like savages and and uh, and primitive and and animals and stuff. But the the like 
any 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 well directed movie or well put together movie would be saying like okay look at what this monster is what this monster has become what this war has transformed him into right he's become a, a racist uh, he's a killing machine he has to dehumanize these people in order to yes but the movie doesn't do that it's just like look this at this hero awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah this guy's incredible pure, pure propaganda um and i think i think that perhaps uh, Clint Eastwood was trying to put forth that like oh it's a co- he's a complicated character mm. but he just failed at it it's just terrible um, so we would talk about me and go through like why I watched it why I would sit through the entirety of it when I knew like 20 minutes in 30 minutes in I was like this is garbage I'm not gonna like it right and what I learned from that experience and from that waste of time um which is I shouldn't be well I didn't really learn because I went through and uh, watched these alien movies that I didn't enjoy right but uh, uh, the the you shouldn't be you shouldn't have an obligation to consume a type of media no 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 and you should never feel com- no one should feel compelled to watch anything no it's pe- and I mean it's tough because there's so much pressure out there to watch certain things or to support certain media yeah um I had a semi, like last night I watched Harry Potter 3, yeah. which I'm not especially into, but um, the night before I watched Children of Men with Fran, and while she was like researching, like reading up on it afterwards, she said that uh, she found that Quaron after Quaron, uh, uh, The director? Yeah, Alfonso Quaron. Uh, he after he came off of uh, he he experimented with long takes in Harry Potter three and then used that in Children of Men. That's very even cool. more. Um, and she was like, "Yeah, I don't even remember long takes in Harry Potter three. I should rewatch that again soon." I was like, "Well, let's watch it tomorrow." Okay, but that's a little bit different because it's like um, uh, it's doing something like with like with my with my partner with, right. with with my partner in crime right that's that's like a shared activity that's not like being like oh, i should really watch this i okay i am having this right now yeah. with finishing black panther <laughs> you started black panther and I don't started, like it but, well i have that trouble with a lot of superhero movies yeah it's not just black panther um like very few superhero movies are movies where i'm like oh yeah that was that was great and that was fun yeah, uh, and it's usually like Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse, which is yeah a crazy work of beautiful animation and has like all this like has a lot of great humor throughout all of it. Yeah, really well written, well directed. Yeah, and so far from what I've seen of Black Panther, it's also you know it's well written, well directed, well acted. Yeah, like, that's all the usual, but it's not pulling me through yet the same way. Like, and I had the same problem with like Guardians of the Galaxy or <laughs> yeah. Anything at like Iron Man two and three, same deal. I don't care. I care. I liked Iron Man one. Yeah. And the other ones, I'm like, these are good and like these are entertaining movies. I was entertained. I yeah. didn't like. I wouldn't watch okay, these again. Yeah. They were okay. They were good. You know. There's a lot of um. There's a lot of superhero movies I watched because people say, no, no, no. This is different from most superhero yes. movies. I hear it a ton, and I'm I'm not falling for it anymore. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Thor Ragnarok. Yep. Uh, I'm hearing it about Black Panther. Thor Ragnarok. Well, see, that's that's exactly why I've got to finish Black Panther. Yeah. Right. People are like, this is totally different. It reinvents the draw. I'm not seeing like yeah. what it reinvents is 
the cast? Like, I read some things about Black Panther that made it seem kind of interesting. Like, it's uh, a lot of times um, superhero movies will have the antagonist uh, in an attempt to make it like a more interesting film. They'll try to give the antagonist like a believable, like yeah, you sympathetic goal. Yeah. Um, and Black Panther's antagonist is like his goal is like the correct thing it's just that he's going about it in like a violent destructive way and like his other goal is to you know become all powerful and stuff so right it's kind of but he has one good motive one bad motive and his methods are broken yeah but that's true so many like you could say that about thanos if you wanted to (laughs) yes he wants to bring balance to the universe good motive he wants to do it by killing half the people bad motive people are saying that about thanos too yeah and that's i'm just like i'm not falling for it anymore people say that about every superhero movie yeah it's so but it's got layers and sure it does this is different from the other ones yeah but it's not worthy of this fawning fanboy attitude (laughs) can we all just get back to the real world so i want to finish but i'm going to finish black panther I've got to. I feel like I have to watch it. Right, but I'm saying you don't it. have to finish it. Uh, I feel like I'm a bad person if I don't. <laughs> Why do you feel like that? Because it's it's a, like a landmark film. Um, that's what I'm saying about obligation. I I had a friend recently watch Roma, and he yeah. gave it he gave it two stars. He didn't like it that much. Yeah. Now Roma is like landmark like this is like critically acclaimed it was a huge movie from a huge director at the point at some point you have to realize while you're watching a movie that you don't like it and i guess two two out of five stars is not like hated it's like well it's disappointment though but there are movies where i would not if i'm watching a movie and and i hate it i've I've decided now i'm not going to finish movies like that um, if, if I'm getting nothing out of it, bam, just out of there, remove it from my eyes. For the most part, I agree. Yeah. But like, if I'm, if I'm not into it, I'll stop watching it. Yeah. But I feel like I do have to give Black Panther a, a shot just cause like it was huge and I want to see what everyone's talking, like what, what everyone's talking about. Right. Like, and it goes beyond I feel compelled to watch this because everyone else is. I would like to watch it so that people, when people talk about it, I can be like, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, I see. I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. So we could, I guess we could explore that in this. Uh, uh, the podcast would be called Obligated Watches, by the way. Okay. I think um, we can work or on that title. The podcast is, would be titled, You Have to Watch This. And the half There we go. All in capitals. That is a great title. Um, so. Uh, the uh, when I watched American Sniper, it was because it was nominated for a very prestigious, an extremely prestigious award. Yeah, among the top awards that a film could be nominated for, and so I wanted to watch it so that I would I, I wanted to watch all the nominees for that award so that I would have a good idea of what I thought was the best of them, what should win. Um, but it was a pointless endeavor because that award is actually meaningless. Uh, the oftentimes what I think the the best movie of the year is won't even get nominated. No. Um, and terrible movies will get nominated for I I don't understand. I guess purely political reasons. Like I don't get why Bohemian Rhapsody was nominated, <laughs> except for the fact that it's 
I don't know. It's it, like a, it, it appeals to a very specific person, right? As someone who has nostalgia for um, not not a specific person, but it appeals to the people who are in charge of making these nominations. So it has nostalgia for a band that was huge in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Yes, enormous. Probably enormous. one, arguably the biggest band of all time. Queen. Queen. I would say. The biggest no. I would say in the in the running for biggest band. They of all time. they are one of the biggest bands of all time. But I mean, comparing them, you're putting them in the same running as a band like the Beatles. Say. Right. I would put them in the same running as a band like the Beatles. Beatles would think... come out on top. They're bigger. Yeah, obviously. But who's bigger than Queen? Led Zeppelin. I would say Queen is bigger than Led Zeppelin. Eric Clapton. Eric. No, no. Eric Clapton's not even in the same. <laughs> I'm kidding. Conversation. That, that one's a joke. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know who else would come out like as being Black Eyed Peas, maybe Black Eyed Peas. Oh my god, <laughs> it's Queen and Black Eyed Peas. It Opening is... for Black Eyed Peas, it's Queen. It's like Queen, Nirvana, The Beatles, right, the Rolling those, Stones, those like legendary bands that kind of like exist at this ex- like other echelon. Yeah, they kind of like burst out of their their niche. Right, right? they're they're part of the cultural collective. Yeah, little kids know who Queen is. Yeah. And I can't think of any of any other bands that like. I'm trying to think of like other like. It's like Queen, The Beatles, The Grateful Dead, Nirvana, the... <laughs> uh, Kanye West. Yeah, Kanye. Kanye would be up there. Which is he's not a band, but he's you know no. Though he has done, man. Well, I mean, I I, I don't know. We'll see. He needs uh he needs some more some more hits and a little less controversy to cement that. Well, I think he's up there already. Like the hits are the he has he has the hits already. Maybe. Um, and the influence. Maybe uh, he's like one of the most influential musicians. I think Beyonce is more influential than Kanye is. I think she, I don't know about more influential, but she's definitely more important if now. You, if you include her history with Destiny's Child, maybe more than I. I just think Beyonce that, and Destiny's Child. But I think she is going to age better than Kanye West will. Kanye's music will will age well. Most some of it, but some anyways, of it, most of it. Bohemian Rhapsody is a band is a movie about Queen. Yeah, and it's also a biopic. Yeah, which is to um, it is definitely a biopic. To because it is uh, <laughs> by the numbers. <laughs> Scene to scene, scene A to scene B to scene C. Don't forget the montage. Now we're going to do scene D. Will we ever get the band together? It's fucking unbelievable. So the, um, but it also like ostensibly has a message of love. So it's the perfect, uh, the perfect storm, the perfect recipe for a movie to be nominated for best picture by the Academy. At least current at the moment. Yeah. There have been better, better films. I don't know. But anyways, um, so for me, for American Sniper, I thought like the the prestige of being nominated for this award made me think like I should be watching this, right? right. Uh, for you, for Black Panther, the enormous, like enormous uh, cultural love for this movie yeah, uh, and the conversation surrounding it, you wanted to be a part of that. You don't want yeah. to be uh, and I trust out that. of that. I trust the I trust the cultural zeitgeist, even though I think that people's opinions tend to be like, especially about art, people's opinions about things tend to be more about like some. You got the the movie over on this side, and then you have the thing that they're actually talking about over here. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not like 
looking at it and saying this is a good movie it accomplishes this well it does this well this well they're excited because it represents something or accomplishes something like someone's like finally i get to see this character or finally it's this type of cast or finally it's this thing and so they're excited for i don't know i don't know but my my point is like i trust the general opinion of the public Uh even though we may i'm they may be looking for something totally different than what i'm looking for more than i trust the like the awards right i i think the awards process is pretty flawed i uh i now i used to trust the awards more yeah i now trust them equally less i trust them equally i distrust them equally yes now there's like a few people who i know whose opinions i care about yeah and uh if they like something or if they dislike something i trust that yeah more than um more than just generally what people are saying or what like the academy of of uh the right the collection of of people casting votes on movies they haven't even seen (laughs) yeah right um that that you know the oscars really need to be abolished like once the very first uh like truthful oscar voter article was published yeah people needed to wake up and say like well this is a this is a pointless exercise i don't think they should be abolished i just think they should redo the voting system start it up from the beginning like don't give away so from scratch i don't know how you make it fair because you would have to basically guarantee that everyone has watched these films and is free of graft (laughs) and the nominations process it's really in the movie nominations process yeah because how the fuck did that movie how the fuck did bohemian rhapsody and american get sniper get nominated because they they appeal because of the types of movies that they are look at the right. the, the nominees for best picture right so you're, you're every saying year they just and they're half of them are like biopics well or the most popular movies right like whatever like black panther nominated was that nominated for best picture uh it may have been I it's it that's a been. new thing of of because like I think uh, Dark Knight wasn't nominated, and then the next year they doubled from five to ten nominees. Right, and now like the huge, super popular movies get nominated. Right, and every year someone's got something to complain about, and then next year they're doing the exact opposite thing. <laughs> right, like it um, would just be nice to be like these were exceptionally good movies. Hey, we saw we we put together a panel of people who've actually seen all the good movies that came out this year, and they picked, you know. 10 of the best. Here, take a look. Anyways, that's all. Okay. That's my podcast. I think that's a great podcast pitch. I'm excited to vote. Are you ready to vote? Yeah, I'm going to vote for mine. I'll be voting for Sornik the Hedgehog because it will be a fantastic story that deserves to be nominated for anything. Well, it's a tie. Thanks for listening to Podcast versus Podcast. Uh, Even though you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't. Ha- I don't want you to feel obligated to listen to it. Right. Maybe that's another episode of you have to watch this. By the way, it's like your friend, uh, your friend made a movie, and then so you feel you have to watch it. That's also and not the movie true. is four hours long, and you, an hour in, you're like, I'm not gonna like this movie my Let friend made. Let me tell you something. If your friend's any friend at all, they're not gonna give a shit if you watch their movie. <laughs> in fact, they might prefer it that you don't. Hmm. And if they prefer that you don't, don't do it. You then you are not allowed to watch that movie. Absolutely in that case. not. Then you're doing them a favor. You have not to. You have to not watch this movie. Well, well said. Succinctly put. Um, follow us on Twitter at PodcastBS. All right. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.
This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.